You're listening to the Film Marketing Academy podcast, the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster. Join your host, Pascal Fintoni, for what promises to be an exciting and intriguing voyage of discovery filled with advice, stories, and film marketing ideas. Thank you for tuning in. And now, on with today's episode of the Film Marketing Academy podcast. It's the film marketing section. This is where Pascal and I discuss a film, could be an old film, could be a new film about to be released, and we look at how that film was or is being marketed, and the lessons that we can learn as marketers for our own marketing campaigns. So, Pascal, we've got something pretty up-to-date today, haven't we? We we have. We're going to talk about Mulan, and the Mulan. film version of the very kind of well-known and ancient legend of China, where a young woman uh, potentially dresses herself as a male soldier to save her father's uh, reputation and potentially life. And this is known to international audience because there was a 1998 uh, animated uh, cartoon, if you will, Roger, that was done by Disney themselves. So Mm -hmm. Mulan, the film, is a Disney production. And we've done it again, Roger. It so happens that the day of recording this podcast is the day of the release of Mulan (laughs) on Disney+. Plus. We've done almost something similar with Tenet. And the reason why I'm bringing those two films together is that Tenet was the first kind of blockbuster film, Roger, that was released at the theatres. Yeah, Mulan actually is the opposite, which is the first kind of major blockbuster to be released by via streaming only, uh, Disney Plus primarily. Let me take you back to what has happened to this film, like all the others impacted upon by the pandemic. Now, the film was originally scheduled to be released, would you believe, last year? So in mm-hmm. 2019, I mean that. So, and it was pushed and pushed by reasons where it was clashing with, with other titles. But eventually they settled on, we're going to go for the 27th of March, 2020. Of yeah. course, the pandemic happened. They said, well, don't worry then, we're going to go for July 24th. All will be well by then. <laughs> now, don't worry, we're going to go for 21st of August. All will be well by then. And then eventually, they decided to cancel all attempt to release the movie uh, through the theaters. And instead, they're going to go for what they called, you know, streaming only. And you will be able to access the movie by paying a premium fee via Disney+. Plus. So if you uh, are on Disney+, Plus, you pay your few pounds, a few dollars a month, but to access this film there will be a premium fee so roger this is the first movie to do so and again i think people are going to be watching it very very carefully to see whether or not this is worthy of uh, you know their own production their own film to be kind of um, dealt in that manner yeah we've said this before pascal haven't we that uh, COVID has changed everything. And, you know, on the one hand, that you've, you've got the pressure from the government now saying people have got to get back to work. People have got to get back to work. And I don't know whether you can, um, you can assume that everything has to go back to the way it was before. You know, a lot of companies have worked out that they can save a fortune by having people wor- working from home. And maybe instead of forcing people back into city centres so that coffee shops and restaurants and all of that infrastructure that used to support the worker is okay maybe you just have to move on and say no things have changed and the same with cinemas now before covid 
yes, I would be first in line for a new Bond film, first in line for a film like Tenet, first in line for a film like Mulan. But now things have changed. And I don't know whether I want to go to the cinema straight away to see a film. But on the other side of the coin, I don't know whether I want to watch wait six months for it to come out on Blu-ray or DVD. So I think that what they've done here is actually good. It's giving you the choice to pay a little bit more. Now, their their fee for watching it is $29.99, isn't it? And, I mean, that's fine. I... I if I go to the cinema, if I go to the Odeon in Edinburgh, the one that I go to, I usually pay for the slightly bigger seats, you know, the, the premiere seats. And I think they're about £15 each, those tickets, maybe £16. On top of that, I'll probably buy a coffee. Um, and so I would be happy to pay that sort of price to watch a newly released blockbuster in the privacy of my own home. And I could argue that actually it's a more pleasant experience because sometimes you go to the cinema these days and by the time somebody's got a bucket of popcorn or somebody else is crunching away on nachos and dribbling cheese all over the floor or eating a gigantic stinky <laughs> hot dog you do you do sometimes wonder whether you actually would be better off at home but you know you can't expect a big uh, studio to be happy to just let you pay five ninety nine for the entire family to watch a new blockbuster. I think we should expect to pay the sort of price you would expect to be charged at a cinema. But I, I, I hope this actually works because I have a bit of a fear, Pascal. You know, I yesterday I saw the new trailer for Bond twenty five. Mm. It's utterly amazing. Loved it, and they're now saying that it's going to be released on the 14th of November I think I'm just sitting there thinking I'm not sure that actually we're going to be still going to the cinema on the 14th of November and I don't want them to delay it again so please if if there is that possibility I'll pay 35 quid to watch Bond 25 so fingers crossed that this works for Mulan works for Disney plus yeah, so before we move on to um, the marketing element, you know, there's, there's a, um, I came across an article online, Roger, from a chap called Gene Del Vecchio. He's a mm -hmm. entertainment consultant working in Hollywood. And it, what he was saying is that this may sound like a maverick move from Disney Plus or Disney, you know, the, the production company, but actually the numbers do stack up. What he was saying mm -hmm. is that they don't need um, a very high percentage of current subscribers to Disney Plus to make actually enough money for this to be worth their while. Interestingly, Tenet and Mulan had very similar budgets, I think just over the $200 million, which yeah. <laughs> that's a small budget. But So I think what's going to be fascinating is to compare, obviously, who's winning here. Uh, I'm told that in Europe, primarily, not in the US, Tenet has done reasonably well at the theatres, mm -hmm. reasonably mm -hmm. well, bearing in mind current circumstance. be fascinating to see what uh, Mulan's going to do uh, online. But what, what the chap was saying, Gene Del Vecchio, is that they have an audience, you know, and I've not seen much in terms of uh, uh, advertising right now. I think what is interesting is that the marketing was obviously taking place with the hope of the theatrical release. And I'm wondering whether, back to my earlier comments, I think it was actually episode one, if I'm not mistaken, on Disney+, mm -hmm. Plus, they're going to go, well, we have subscribers. All they need is a, a newsletter, an announcement, and we'll do that. The, the tricky part for me in terms of marketing Mulan is that it is a legend. It is known to the international audience because of the animation. 
But the the the, um, the real challenge is that, of course, it is a Chinese film, albeit you know it has an international production kind of uh, mind behind it, and it has, uh, I believe, a New, a New Zealand uh, um, uh, director. Forgive me, Roger, based in New Zealand. But the cast, unless you have uh, you are like me, a fan of Hong Kong movies and Asian yes. action cinema, you won't know many of them. You know, so yes, you have Louis Yefei, um, that is Mulan, which is known. To some of us because of other action films and drama she's done in China. You've got Donnie Yen, which may not need as much introduction. People may remember him from Rogue, Rogue One and all mm -hmm. the international movies, but primarily, again, it's been very busy in China and Hong Kong. Jet Li, I'd be the best known kind of actor there because of the expendables and other movies that he's done internationally. I'm thinking of uh, the one, I'm thinking of um, Kiss the Dragon and that kind of things. Jason Scott Lee, I think, was is in there as well to kind of try and seduce <laughs> the American audience. Jason Scott Lee is best known for playing Bruce Lee in Dragon the Bruce Lee story. Yeah. And then you've got many that, again, uh, I'm familiar with Roger because uh, with um, my friend Chris Duck, we spent far too many um, years of our lives watching Hong Kong movies. You've got Sima, who plays the father. You've got Chang Pei Pei, who actually was the um, the villainous in uh, Crouch and Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and many other names out there from this, the small and big screen of, of uh, Chinese um, movie industry, but not necessarily known internationally. So they've had to find different ways to, to market it. And to, so far, what they've done is they had the, the teaser trailers, they had the teaser posters, they had obviously uh, some of the action scene presented actually just before the rise of Skywalker, like it really did at the same time. What they did, which was, was interesting, Roger, I might get your reaction on that, is in addition to what you would expect movies to do, they also released a prequel novel. So there's a book out there called Mulan Before the Sword, a novel that was released actually in February 2020 uh, to kind of, again, whet the appetite uh, of the fans. So again, in terms of marketing, it's kind of okay, but for a movie that could risk actually being passed you know, on by the international audience, I would have thought they would have done a bit more than that. Yeah, the book thing's very interesting. I mean, I love books. You know, I, I still like to have a properly printed book in my hand. I would imagine that the majority of people who read this, if if they read the the pre the prequel at all, will probably be reading it on a Kindle or something like that. So it does seem to me to be a bit of a strange way to market a film, especially a, a, a film that isn't mainstream, and especially a film that doesn't have actors that the majority of people are going to be aware of. So yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, is the marketing of this film to the existing subscribers of Disney Plus going to be enough to get enough people to pay the extra $29 to watch the watch it as it premieres in order to convince the other studios that it's a good route to take their own maybe even more prestigious blockbusters in straight into the um into the home cinema now it's interesting and and time will tell i mean obviously today is a day of the official release and yes you know the trailer looks amazing i know that you know it's going to be a fantastic story to watch it's going to be a proper family show um but you're back to that you know we said that this time of year would be very crowded when it comes to movies, whether the theater or streaming and so on. And, and I think people have a lot to choose from on Disney Plus and the other streaming services. And that's why I was still thinking that maybe Disney Plus could have done just a bit more to create a sense of excitement than perhaps has been happening to date.
Can I watch this film if I don't subscribe to Disney Plus? Can I pay the $29 as a one-off? Or do I actually have to take out a subscription to Disney Plus and pay the $29? I think it's going to be the latter. Um, interestingly, the movie will be shown on theatres where they don't have Disney Plus as a right. streaming service, which includes China. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> you see, again, maybe they're missing a trick there. You see, I would pay... 30, $32 to watch it without having to have the subscription to Disney Plus. Now, I suppose technically I could subscribe to Disney Plus, which is a, what, five ninety nine mm-hmm. for a month. I could subscribe for a month, pay the $29 to watch Mulan, and then cancel the subscription. But why make it complicated for me? Why not just let me pay $32 to watch Mulan and have done with it? But I think for me, it's also all those missed opportunities that we've explored before. So, for example, why don't I actually uh, go on Disney Plus for the first time ever, uh, pay to watch Mulan, and I'm given three months free, and then I can then choose to renew. Why don't Mm. I actually go on the Mulan official website and have lots of uh, freebies to download? Why don't I actually get a free copy of the book? You know, try and find ways, again, to to work it out. And, and, And maybe, forgive me, Roger, they have done so, but it's been so discreet that it's not making you know a ripple out there. It's not in the headlines. It's not being covered by any of the movies and marketing books that, that I consult. Absolutely. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed that it works because I think both of us would quite like to see more of this in-home release. And as I said before, I hope that it ends up happening with Bond 25 if there's potentially another delay to caused by the pandemic. So, yeah, let, let, let's be let's be charitable and keep our fingers crossed and hope that it's a massive, massive success. Well, Pascal, episode 10 draws to a conclusion. Lots of great content to talk through today. I've really, really enjoyed it. Everybody, thank you so much for watching or listening to Two Geeks and a Marketing Podcast. As always, please subscribe, leave comments and suggestions in the usual places that you consume your podcasts. Until next time go out there and make sure your marketing is done right i was roger edwards and he was pascal fintoni thank you for listening to the film marketing academy podcast the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster For more information about our film marketing consultancy and training services, go to filmmarketingacademy.com and book your free discovery video call. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and follow your host on social media for more updates.